this is Mike Fisher, Milwaukee-based theater writer and dramaturg, and we're welcoming you to episode 29 of Theater Forward, a twice-monthly conversation about theater from a local, regional, and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our own company while exploring issues surrounding theater in the Midwest and around the world. And you're used to hearing this part of the podcast done by Jen Gray. I am here flying solo in terms of our usual triumvirate today because I am joined by two other wonderful people uh, in the rehearsal studio for the amateurs uh, for Forward Theater, which is our fourth and final show. And it's two of our cast members, Matt Daniels and Emily Glick. Welcome. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we brought Matt and Emily together, and they've been nice enough to join us to talk, to start at least, by talking specifically about how they manage the impossible, uh, or so it would seem to someone like me, which is while rehearsing this show six days a week, they're spending part of their off day and also probably part of each of the six rehearsal days um, doing their second jobs, which uh, for both of them involves theater education. Uh, Matt is the head of the Young Company uh, at First Stage in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Those of you who have seen his work directing or their work know that the Young Company uh, is one of the nationally acclaimed uh, companies of young actors uh, in all of the United States. I don't ever miss one of their shows because they are they are that good. That's uh, sweet. <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, Matt's also the, an associate artist at First Stage. Uh, and Emily uh, is the theater uh, director and a theater educator at Memorial High School in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and as she will tell you, she's managed not only doing that uh, while rehearsing in shows like this, but in, the, in her past life as an actor in other places, managed to do both of these things. So again, welcome both. I mean, are there parallels to be drawn between the work that you do as educators and the play you're working on? And real briefly for our audience, so The, the Amateurs uh, by Jordan Harrison, who you may know as the playwright of Marjorie Prime, uh, which Forward did an excellent production of uh, two years ago, I think it was, uh, and, uh, and was also turned into a movie. And this is a a really hard to describe play, but the, the sort of thumbnail version is the first and last pieces of it involve a troupe of amateur actors in 14th century Europe on the run from the plague. Gee, no similarities or correspondences whatsoever with what we're dealing with right now. Um, but they are also, in a sense, educators because theater at that time meant putting on plays um, telling stories from the Bible to a mostly illiterate audience to try and give them some sense of what they needed to live a, a morally and philosophically uh, intact life. So I, at least, watching the two of you in rehearsal last week, couldn't help but think about the educative component of what you were doing. Am I stretching it, or is this something that in your minds uh, registered as well? I think... Um, uh the part of the play that it connects to for me is the discovery of self that happens and discovery of self as an artist, which is maybe, um, which is taking ownership of telling a story or the kind of story that you want to tell. Um, I think in high school, um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the rehearsal starts off with, um, a lot of very specific direction. And um, you stand here, you do this, this me saying, remember, this is the story we're telling, this is the story we're telling. 
And I think the proudest moment I had was um, during performance as a, as an ensemble, the, um, they started reacting to what they were hearing and, you know, Oh, I didn't give them that. I didn't give them that. They, they were hearing the story and building upon it and taking it into their own hands, um, what they had created. Um, and so I, I guess in this play, it's like, you know, we're, we, our characters are taking the word of God and just presenting it because God said so, or the Bible said so. And, somehow becoming, you know, I think it's hard as an actor to feel like you sometimes that you have creative ownership. It's someone else's words, someone else's clothing, someone else's furniture. It's like, how, how do you, uh, bring yourself or how are you amused or how are you, um, have any creativity within that? Um, and so with my students, I think I saw it firsthand. It's like, oh, I understand this story. I'm putting myself in this story and here is how I am organically like reacting. I don't know. Does it sound like a stretch? I get there's No, a, there's I don't think so. I think that's absolutely a stretch. I think that, that, that for me, one of, uh, let me say this. Uh, so, so at first stage, uh, the motto of the Academy is life skills through stage skills. Um, and the idea is that there are, not, there are a lot of programs as part of the Academy and not everyone um, who goes through is going to be an actor. Uh, mm-hmm unlike the program that I lead there, but um, there's still this sense of uh, all of the things that you can get from being an actor uh, can translate into an everyday life. Um, and, you know, there's there's confidence and, and public speaking and all of the sort of things that you see, but there's also the thing that you don't really think about, which I think is what um, you were just getting to, Emily, which is the, the sort of collaborative nature of what we do and how um, all of us coming together are what create any piece of uh, theatrical art. Um, and all of us not only being the actor and director and playwright, um, but also the audience. And I think that um, for me, trying to instill that sense in uh, the young people that I work with uh, is one of the most important things that I do. Uh, because of course, we're all in it together um, and we have to be. And I think that that is one of the things that um, our characters uh, in the amateurs uh, is, are struggling with um, as people are dropping all around them. Uh, what are you left with? And and is it every man for himself or, or do we band together and strive to go forward as a collective? I think when um there's a part uh spoiler alert where they go off script i guess can we say that um in the amateurs um <laughs> and uh so um i had this one incident when in the fall play we did our town and one of the uh actors wasn't feeling well and so she just decided to sit down and she was in a trio at that point she just decided to sit And then almost at the exact same time, the two other people in her trio sat next to her as sort of like, this is what we're doing now. Here we are. This is the story we're telling. This is the, you know, they they really um, were there for each other in that moment. And I think that happens in the amateurs where it's less, it, it isn't every man for himself. It's like, oh, we have a higher purpose, which isn't 
the Bible anymore. It's each other. It's telling this story that we are creating right now, um, which then also sounds like that's that's their new God. That's the new faith. You yeah. Know? And um, so in, in a way, it's like going away from their faith brings them back to their faith. And um, I think we see that in theater all the time when kids are really listening to each other like what we see that in educational theater when they're really listening to each other they they help each other out when they're not that prop piece that fell in the middle of act one is there for the rest of the right. show on the stage yeah i mean one of the things that you you see in this show because it does involve um emily as you've alluded to there are rehearsals and performances of the play within the play that these uh, amateur quote unquote actors are doing that you're going to see on stage as you watch this play and going through that, it changes the nature of the relationship that, that you have. Right. Um, and the two of you, it changes the nature of the relationship. The two of you in particular have with each other. Do you want to talk about that in the play? I mean, <laughs> sure. So I play Larking, uh, and it is very clear on page one of the script uh, in the dramatis persona. Um, uh, Larking, he plays God, uh, and also is the the director. And uh, one imagines, although it isn't explicit, the oh, I guess it is explicit. The, the playwright um, and. Uh, or adapter, I, guess, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um, but, uh, and he and Emily's character, uh, Rona, um, have a relationship. And uh, that goes through some ups and downs over the course of the play uh, based on some stuff that she goes through. And uh, I don't know how much of that we necessarily mm. want to reveal. But um, there is a, a sense of... Um, there are some implied moments of what what that does for her casting in the plays. Um, and uh, but also as God, I think that one of the things that Larking, uh, God slash director, um, sees himself as is, is the sort of be all end all um, patriarchal uh, uh, kind of you know, the, the, the buck stops there leader, um, and what he says goes, and there is some pushback, um, from other, uh, actors in the troupe. And uh, it's interesting how, how everything then uh, sort of trickles down from, from that. Matt has a very serious tone to his voice right now, but he is so funny in this play that, like, it is worth coming just to see yeah. Matt play God. It is wonderful. Well, and and Emily, your character gets a few laughs in as, as well. At least that's my experience watching. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I, so I play Rona, and I, in figuring out like where she fits in this world, I think she really embodies maybe more than the other characters. Um, she is the one all the way on one side of the spectrum of um, every man for himself. I think, I think Rona is like way faster to say, okay, I am, I am here to protect myself and no one else and whatever yeah. it takes. And um, I would like as we go through this process, you find that she goes on a journey and is farther towards the middle of that spectrum. But, um, you know, in terms of the things she does because she needs somebody, but she only needs them for the sake of her own survival. Um, and that's, a I don't know, that's a, there's, there's 
coldness to it, but there's also a lot of empowerment to it and a lot of like, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a question. Are you, are you confident? Are you a jerk? Are you, you know, do we owe each other things when people are, could be bringing the plague to us? Do we owe humanity? Um, so I don't know. That oh, that idea of owing humanity something or thinking about your purpose sort of circles back from the the world that you're living in this play as educators slash actors moving through the 14th century um, to people trying to think through what your purpose is right now in a climate that's very hostile sometimes to the uh, idea of the arts uh, and arts education. I mean, one reviewer... Uh, of the amateurs, no spoiler alerts here, I promise folks, mm-hmm. um, said that, you know, for her in many ways, the, the one of the fundamental questions in the play is the question of, quote, is beauty useful, hmm. end quote. Um, how does that resonate for you as you think about people who on a daily basis in terms of the educating part of your job have to sort of make the case that that art is useful to folks who often don't really necessarily understand? Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really great question. Um, so I do think that, uh, that, that motto of, of life skills through stage skills, um, is one of the things I think that keeps, uh, the first stage Academy going, um, and, and is one way that we're able to, uh, secure funding and things like that, because that's, that is a sort of concrete thing that people are able to see that young people, um, are able to be more themselves when they have this art behind them. Uh, but I like to, I, I write a a weekly newsletter to my students and their families, and I'm constantly using the work that I am doing outside of the young company as a jumping off point. And, um, you know, last week I wrote about uh, art as a response to crisis, which is a big um, sort of central thematic element to our play. And, uh, you know, this is in in the wake of the shooting at Molson Coors, which is right in the heart of Milwaukee, which is where all of my students live. And um, and also, you know, coronavirus and, and all the things. Right. And. And um, for me, more than the life skills of, of confidence and, and being able to walk into a room and, and hold yourself, um, you know, uh, with good posture and, and all of that, for me, the idea of being an empathetic person who looks at the world, takes it in, synthesizes it, and then reflects it back to the rest of the world again, that is... It's the noblest thing a person can do, I think. And because through that reflection, you're not necessarily saying, and therefore you are doing it right or wrong. You're simply reflecting. You are saying, this is what I see, and I would like you to see it as well. And we can all make decisions together about how to move forward from that. Um, And so that is why I think that arts education is important. I'm stepping off the soapbox. (laughs) Oh, that was beautiful, actually. You'd be on the soapbox anytime you'd like with yes. me. Um, I uh, I struggle with this question a lot or have uh, for a long time. Um, I think before I was teaching, figuring out what what's the point of doing 
theater, you know, is it just for me? Is it, yes, I love it. Yes. I was raised on it and, and all of that, but you know, it's very, you know, me centric when all I'm doing is looking at my auditions and how do I look and how am I, you know, am, yep. am I doing this, 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 when you add in teaching and you add in students and introducing, um, uh, this world, whether it's, you know, learning about theater period or watching a group of kids learn to empathize with each other or having a like two hour discussion on climate change as we prepare for urine town and how we can like connect those dots. Um, that makes that connects the circle for me of my own acting, um, of, of the sort of worthwhileness and what it, I'm able to feed the kids, the kids are able to feed me. It's this great cycle. So there's always, there are always complaints about, oh, the football team got X amount of money and these people are going to see it and not coming to play, blah, blah, blah. We're, there's room for both. We're never going to be the same, you know, get the same funding or whatever. And that's okay. Um, as long as people like Matt and I are, believe so fully um, in the purpose of beauty, the purpose of theater, the purpose of arts education, because of what we see it achieve mm -hmm. with our students. So I just sort of made the decision of like, I'm just, I'm going to live this. So if I live this, then I'm creating a space for this where this is really, really important. Um, uh, I went to the principal recently and I said, this is probably the very last thing on your list, what I want to talk to you about. It's the least important thing you have to deal with today because he has to deal with a lot. But my job is to make it the most important thing. And honestly, with that sort of love, I think, and love of the beauty of this art form and uh, collaboration, we have so many kids signing up for theater. It draws people um, in because they're um, because we do crave it, even if there doesn't seem like there's a point. I don't know what's wrong with society that I feel like I have to defend beauty. You know, or like, well, but. it's so interesting because I think that people overlook all the things that art actually is. Art is a record of the human experience. If you look back at all of our historical record, it is it starts with cave paintings, mm -hmm. right? It's and it, and then it moves into. Um, Chronicles, which are are a, a form of literature, and then and then you look at all of the great achievements of the species, and they are uh, in some way represented artistically, whether that is through architecture in great and beautiful buildings, or through sculpture, or through the plays of William Shakespeare, or whatever it is. Our shared experience as beings in this world and in this time is chronicled by art and it is incredibly short-sighted to look at all of that and say that it uh it doesn't matter because without it we don't know who we are we just don't mm -hmm. Well, see, now, Emily, you said you don't know why you always have to spend time defending art, but listening to the two of you do such an amazing job just now, inspiring 
uh, words from both of you about why this matters. And uh, listeners, honestly, watching these two amazing actors just through one week of rehearsal, uh, where I have the privilege of being in the room, I guarantee you, you're going to be inspired by the message of hope. Uh, that they offered through this play. So please do come see The Amateurs if you don't already have your tickets. It runs from March 19th, Thursday, March 19th, to Sunday, April 5th. Uh, it is the concluding play of the Forward season. And I think with that, we will conclude this episode of Theater Forward, a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest, and America. I'm Mike Fisher, and our podcast is produced by the amazing Scott Hayden. Uh, you can follow us or share your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Theater Forward, as always with an ER. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you might tune in while leaving us a stellar five-star review. We're grateful to have you listening and we'll be back soon for another episode of Theater Forward.